Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. the ATG Diet Coach, coming to you live at Block Talk Radio here in Hermosa Beach, California. This is a beautiful, warm day. It's kind of cool and cold now, but it was a beautiful warm day today. And uh, probably have limited callers on this call today because I forgot to do my uh, email blast earlier this morning, letting you guys know that the show wasn't be on today. Um, but we'll, the show will still go on regardless if there's 10, 5, or 50 of us here, but cause we're definitely covering... The uh, Dr. Simeon's Pounds and Inches uh, Part 2. I'm hoping to get it all done today in the second call. There's a lot of content uh, to cover. I'm going to, like I said, my goal is to skip through it and kind of give you the basics of what I think is really important that stands out with Dr. Simeon's protocol. Um, as always, before I get too heavy into the show, I always want to make sure that my mic is working and that you guys on your end are hearing me. So do me a favor and hit one on your phone, which will put your hand up real quick and that'll let me know you can hear me and then push one again and put it down so your hand's not up throughout the entire call because I will call on you first <laughs> if we have time for Q&A and there's no people on the call. So, um, but thanks for those of you who are here. That means you're just loyal fans that kind of just figured I'd be here and showed up today unless you did get my Facebook uh, or my tweet about the show. I, I got to tell you that you know, I'm really glad that I that I ch- chose to do this topic or cover pounds and inches. I've never done it really, um, in as far as actually going through the actual pounds and inches uh, manuscript, and it really is kind of an eye opener for me, especially going through you know, reading this thing you know multiple times um, throughout the years, and kind of committing a lot of it to memory. But you know one thing is very interesting to me that I, I learned because I don't know if you guys remember my story that. I didn't have pounds and inches. I didn't have Dr. Simeon's original manuscript. I had Kevin Trudeau's book was my original introduction to this protocol, which I followed the very first time. I only became familiar with Dr. Simeon's pounds and inches um, later um, when I uh, stumbled across a copy online, started reading it, and really found out how fascinating it is. But what I really have kind of discovered in reading this whole thing again in order to prepare it to kind of regurgitate it back to you guys I realized the differences between Kevin Trudeau's version of this particular same protocol and Dr. Simeon's original version. And, and I can see now where, where, where some of the Hollywood hype 
came into the protocol, and that was mostly introduced through Kevin Trudeau's version. Now, Kevin Trudeau, you know, like I said, I, I thank the guy for bringing this protocol to the forefront and making it um, public knowledge. However, he did embellish a bit on it, and I think some of, those insult, some of those embellishments ended up hurting the protocol in the long run. You know, statements like you can, you can, go, you can eat whatever you want after the protocol, you're never getting weighed again. I think even though our common sense mind makes us think that that somehow doesn't sound accurate, we want to believe that that's possible, and of course, we find out to our dismay that that's that's not that's not exactly entirely the truth. And also, you know, other little things like you know, we went from you know a half a pound to a pound a day to three pounds a day. I too am, you know, guilty of embellishing on that. But also, I do in our protocol, I do ask people to do things way beyond Kevin Trudeau and Dr. Simeon's protocol, and there's a reason for the numbers that I that I I claim. But we're just talking about the basic numbers and weight loss, which is something we're going to cover today because I really, you know, I, it, seems, it just seems uncanny that I speak to so many people that are losing more weight than they've ever lost in their life. They're losing consistent weight faster than they ever have, and they're disappointed because they're basing their, how their results are based on some fictitious hype number that they were either told or something that their friends were so, are supposedly doing. And so I want to break down to you from pounds and inches exactly what we can expect, what's reasonable, what's normal. Um, so those of you that are actually actually doing exactly what you're supposed to do and getting the exact results you're supposed to get, don't quit the protocol because of the fact that you think you're not living up to um, the industry standard or the hype, hypey standards of, of the Internet. And um, and that's that's why I think this whole um, process is very important. And these two shows, last week's show and this week's show, will turn out to be probably one of the most important shows I've done. Only if only if it, if it simply lets people know that take this protocol for what it's what it's meant to do and what it is. Um, you know, cut out the hype and and enjoy the process of being able to finally find something that will cure your obesity disorder, allow you to, to eliminate all your abnormal fat, reshape your body, and give you the body of your dreams if you follow it through to its entirety. So with that said, brief recap from last week for those of you who may not be here or may not have been here last week or, or haven't listened to the show yet, which is on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. Um, we covered you know the, the pretty much the first part of Pounds and Inches, um, you know, basically the, um, you know, that it's not a sex hormone, the, the importance of the potency of ACG, com uh, complications in the dis with disorders, um, uh, the duration of treatment, and, you know, the, the, the issue about immunity with ACG, menstruation issues, um, doing uh, multiple cycles, um, and the conditions that, that you must be, be willing to accept in order to do this protocol, and the actual diet itself. And uh, the actual, you know, 500 calorie diet itself, and, and phase one, gaining before you must gain before lose, losing, and about starting starting the actual treatment. Today we're gonna kind of conclude with some um, details and facts I really think that are gonna be um, important for you to know, and then you know basically you know talking about phase three, and realize that in in Dr. Simeon's uh, pounds and inches there was no phase four. Um, so there really wasn't a plan laid out in this brilliant manuscript of, of what happens after you're done stabilizing and done dieting. It's kind of like, okay, well, you, 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 go, you go back to normal eating, but just keep in mind that normal eating in the 1950s um, is nothing like normal eating is today. We did not have the high processed foods. We did not have the fast food industry. We did not have the chemicals and hormones put into our, our proteins and vegetables and pesticides. We did not have 
any of these in our environment. Therefore, keep in mind that people who ate normal, you know, you know, oats and grains and eggs and dairy products and and meats, um, really had a, you know, even even with their their balanced diet because they didn't have that high content of sugar, um, and everything that maintaining their weight was relatively easy. In today's society, we now are responsible for being a little more conscious about what we put in our in our in our bodies, and kind of. Uh, you know, getting away from certain things that we know that really have no value to us as far as nutrients and as far as helping our waistline in any way, form, or fashion. And sometimes it's hard because we've been addicted to these foods for years. The reason why this is a great opportunity to curve that addiction and to move in another direction, because once you successfully finish this protocol, you've actually been detoxed, if you will, as if you were a heroin addict or a drug addict or you know, an alcoholic or whatever the case may be, a food addict and a foodaholic is the same thing. You've now gone through anywhere from six weeks to 12 weeks or more of a complete detox process where your body has been cleaned out from all chemicals, all preservatives, all hormones, Preferably, not all, because some of the even our foods we're eating have still hormones in them, but mostly all refined sugars, uh, all processed foods, and giving your body a fresh start. You've actually reset and recalibrated your, your system, cleaned it out and detox, detoxed it, and navigating what to put back in it, it could be, it could be a challenge, um, but you definitely need to stay conscious from that point on. So we have about 90 minutes to cover this cover the whole the rest of this pounds and inches not and I've, and I've taken out the the standard part that talks about all the different um, ailments that this that seem to be relieved from from people who complete this problem people who have diabetes and, and rheumatism and cholesterol and gout and heart disease and and uh, high blood pressure and all that kind of stuff and it's really fascinating I, like I said once again I do do recommend that everyone read this protocol you can get it on our website on the very front page at the very bottom where you see pounds and inches mentioned it's a hyperlink you click that it's a pdf it'll open up and you can print that out and read it um, i think that once you do you will completely understand not only this protocol but you'll understand um how to how you understand that you know how your body is going to be calibrated and what you should do at least at least know that you kind of cleaned out the pipes and it kind of keeps you conscious not to mess them up again at least try do your best not to mess them up again uh, and I will, you know, share some other surprising things that Dr. Simeon said that um, will also kind of uh, count, you know, contradict some of the, um, Kevin Trudeau's statements or his version of the protocol um, that makes it, I think, make a difference in today's uh, society. So with that said, briefly I'm going to talk about vegetarians because Dr. Simeon does mention vegetarians in one very small paragraph stating that vegetarians do happen to have um, success with this protocol. However, they do seem to lose uh, less weight than the average meat eater because of the protein. Uh, finding, link, finding protein in a vegetarian diet is very, um, it's not the same kind of protein. It's very difficult to do in the quantities that it needs to. Um, obviously, the vegetarians have a, a high, they have a bigger variety. They still have the same uh, vegetables that they must follow. Um, they do have a little bit more fruits they can do, and they can you know, throw in things like tofu, um, egg whites for those that aren't lacto-vegans. Lacto um, but... Um, just so you know that if you are a vegetarian, this is a very limited protocol. There's very limited choices. Uh, one of the goals Jenny and I have is to actually see if we can put together a more comprehensive vegetarian uh, recipe book to help you know guys who are trying to do this protocol get the protein they need. Um, but really, I don't want vegetarians to realize that they can do this. But your numbers, as far as trying to compare your numbers to um, to someone who is not a vegetarian. 
you may find that your numbers are lower, which means you may average a half a pound, you know, around a half a pound a day, um, and and that's okay as long as you know that ahead of time. Um, the next topic he covered it was faulty dieting, and that um, you know, few patients really realize the importance of. That, and when he means by faulty dieting, he means that making any deviations, even the slightest deviation to this protocol is highly sensitive and that it can actually be disastrous. And a lot of people really don't take that very seriously. They think that's ridiculous. It can't be that big of a deal if you eat, eat a little this or eat a little that or have some extra calories or have some of the, extra, some of the wrong extra calories. And he explains in, in this faulty dieting aspect that the reason why this triggers, um, stalls, or weight gain is the fact that when you have ATG in your system, it's actually flushing all this fat into your, into your bloodstream, which is actually completely, at, your bloodstream is at capacity for the amount of calories that it, can, that it can basically hold and the amount of fluid that it can hold at a time. That when you take in more calories than is prescribed, that what happens is that you basically overload the system once again, um, and the only place that that has to show up is in is in water weight uh, on the scale, and that's why people tend to see um, a you know a deviation or, or error in their scale. Also, by putting sugars and different other items that even as slight as they may be, um, can also hinder weight loss and and you can stall your weight. Now, that's kind of the the, the only problem with that is that it's actually very it is very true. But some people don't have that level of sensitivity to it, so they, they kind of get away with it once or twice. And the fact that they got away with it, it, it is, is the problem. It's not that, the, that, they, that the, rea- the system didn't react right or they didn't get punished for cheating. The problem is, is that they're just not that sensitive to um, the limitations of this protocol. And so what happens is, is that psychologically, once you open the door to cheating, it seems to come back and creep at you over and over again, and you start doing a little bit more and a little bit more to the, to the point where you, now you're so far out of the protocol that it's no longer working. So there's two methods to that madness. One, deviating from this protocol can cause frustration, which I've talked to hundreds of people who have dealt with that, um, but also eating things that don't belong in the protocol can cause the same reaction. So just want to let you know that faulty dieting is, is actually a topic sentence he has on here that, that he put a pretty good um, sense of time to. Um, so a lot of people ask about vitamins and uh, becoming anemic on being on being on such a low calorie diet and do you need supplementation now we also are in a society where supplementation is is you know big business and and in some cases in some cases i i even think it's necessary depending on the type of lifestyle you lead but just to give you the textbook explanation because this is not you know my goal here is not to combat our our theories or our protocol with dr simeon i want you guys to know what dr simeon's original protocol is what he meant by it and what he had what he had in mind as far as my interpretation of, of reading this to you so you understand what really the core of where this protocol came from um but he also explains that that with the AC diet protocol, the amazing aspect of it is that if, when it's flushing these fat cells into your body, your body's also being the low-calorie diet or the very low-calorie diet in his case is actually forcing your body to go after those fat cells and liquefy them um, and empty them, basically. But what happens is only the fat cells get burned up, and all the proteins and nutrients and vitamins that are in those fat cells still remain in the body. 
So in most cases, you're getting a lot of your vitamins and minerals and, and extra protein and, and extra protein from your own bloodstream when the fat cells are being dissipated. Um, and that explains why people still feel well and they really don't need you know, extra supplementation. Now, in, in, in the 21st century, we, we, you know, we live in a world where we found there are supplements out there that actually enhance you know, thermogenics in the body. They enhance you know, your, your ability to expel water. Um, naturally, uh, and they enhance your energy levels with caffeine, and we've added these type of things in our in our in, in our lifestyle, in our pattern, even with this protocol, because we're kind of used to it. So, um, but as it, in its purity, he felt that these these things were not required or needed on the, for, in the in the for, in the protocol. Um, you know, he talks about you know the first few days of treatment and, and also the fluctuations in weight loss. And this is where I'm going to spend, uh, you know, try to get to a little bit more detail in time and, and actually kind of read some things, paragraphs to you. Forget my glasses on here. Um, because this is where I really find it's important. It's really important for you guys that are doing this protocol that you understand this. Because this can make the difference between disappointment and realizing you're doing everything correctly. Um, you know, it, it says on the fourth day of dieting, the daily losses begin to de decrease to one pound and somewhat less per day, and this is and and smaller urinary and with a smaller urinary output, men often continue to lose regularly at the this rate at at that rate, but women are women are more irregular and in spite of flawless dieting, faultless dieting, will actually average more around a half a pound. Um, I get people. I just talked to a lady today that said, you know what, I'm only losing a half pound to point six you know, 0.6 pounds a day, I'm not getting that pound a day, something must be wrong, am I doing something wrong, um, is it not working for me, and, and, and this is where it really, I really want to bring this home, because you also want to take the word averages, he also talks about the fact that women especially may go one or two days without any losses at all, and then on the third, third day or fourth day, drop two or three pounds. When you're looking at averages, you need to take your weekly weight loss numbers and you average those numbers over the week period of time. So if you came out of the gate and you lost three or four pounds in the first you know, two days and then you tapered off to a pound and you went to a half a pound, if you end up losing eight, days, eight pounds in seven days, you're still averaging over a pound a day. It's not every day doesn't, doesn't set, reset the scale or reset the calibrator. Uh, so it's, I really wanted to bring that home because I get so many conversations, emails, and calls that people are dissatisfied with what's going on in their bodies, and in essence, it's functioning perfectly fine. Now, this level of weight loss was also, in Dr. Simmons' protocol, was with you know, minimal output as far as you know, exercise, walking you know, for an hour a day, drinking normal fluids. Now, can women actually increase their numbers to one, one pound a day, a more a day? Absolutely. We have women doing it all the time. But these are the people that are also willing for their output to be as much as their input or more. If they are exercising, they are burning through 500 calories a day, they are keeping themselves in what I coin negative calories, and they're forcing their body to burn more of the fat that's being released into their bloodstream. You know, if you want to do the minimal, you're doing the minimum, and you're, you'll get the minimum results. But even the minimal, minimum results are fantastic results compared to any other diet on the planet. And as long as you know what to expect, there should be no reason for disappointment. Because I tell, I tell people that, you know, I, you know, gratitude rather than gripe. Whenever you are disgruntled or unhappy with something, it's going to, it's going to um, you know, kind of 
flow over into your lifestyle, flow over into how you're feeling, flow over into your weight loss. And uh, obviously being excited about something, being excited about the weight you're losing, being grateful about the weight you're losing will only bring more of that. Um, so I wanted to talk, cover that. He also talks about interruptions um, in weight loss and that, um, you know, this can, this happens, can happen very often, and, and, and it happens more so in the middle of the, you know, in the uh, end of the protocol. We're talking about, you know, plateauing, and we'll get into that in more detail. But this is where, you know, the, the difference between Kevin Trudeau's version and Dr. Simeon's version, uh, of which I have adopted both, and I find myself quoting one then quoting the other, and it, it, it can get confusing. So I'm glad we get to clear this later, at least to know there are a few different opinions on the, on the, uh, on the table. You know, Clinically, I've been telling people for a long time that a plateau is considered a plateau once you've been at the same exact weight for three days. At that point, then you take action, which we'll cover in a minute. Um, here in Dr. Simeon's uh, manuscript, Pounds and Inches, a plateau lasts from four to six days, um, and it frequently occurs during the second half of the full course. Um, so usually you're having really good losses in the first few weeks, and then in the last few weeks you, you may plateau. And these plateaus can last for four to six weeks. Now, for me, my my personal coaching advice to people is that after you, if you go, don't go more than three days in a plateau without taking action. Um, that's just that's my opinion. Dr. Simeon said a plateau can be four to six days. Now, for even four days, why would you wait six days? to do something about it. The reason why he has four to six days is because he, his theory is that plateaus will indeed break themselves. In other words, no one plateaus forever, that the plateau could be four to six days, and then your body will suddenly start losing weight again, and it's no time to panic, um, which is very important information because a lot of people, when they're moving along, they're all excited about their weight loss, they're doing great, and all of a sudden they have a, a natural plateau they freak out, and all of a sudden it's like, what am I doing wrong? How do I break it? How do I fix it? And the best thing you can do is either just relax and let it do what it's going to do or uh, do a correction. Now, the correction for the, for the plateau is an apple day. It is really the only correction for a plateau in Dr. Simeon's protocol, in Kevin Trudeau's protocol, and in our protocol. Um, some people have confused apple days and steak days and doing something else in between. And we're going to clarify the difference between the two in this call, but an apple day is the only correction for a, for a plateau. Or, which is very interesting, or one treatment, one day of using a diuretic. Um, ultimately, plateaus are water weight. There's water retention in the body. It's being held and it's kind of locked in a, in a, in a stationary spot and your body can't seem to release it. And so what apples, apple day does is you're supposed to have six apples throughout the day, starting at noon the first day and ending at noon the following day. And minimal water, that means your gallon of water a day doesn't need to be um, taken in because apples seem to not make you thirsty, but also you're forcing your body to flush the stuck fluid in your system out. Uh, and almost inevitably every time it works, uh, if in true, the fact that the stall is being caused by a natural plateau and not a dietary error. And you as the dieter should know the difference between the two. Now, I've had many people who have made either intentional or unintentional dietary errors and now want to correct the problem with an apple day, wonder why they may wake up the next day a pound or two lighter, but immediately as soon as they consume any fluids, they gain the weight back. And they say, well, wait a minute, the apple day didn't work. Make sure you understand the difference 
between a plateau, a natural plateau in dieting, and you deciding you want to go out and have chips and salsa and a couple of margaritas and then get back on track the next day. A dietary error, there is no fix for a dietary error. In other words, you have to just pay the piper and then continue with your protocol until your body starts losing weight again, and then if you, you'll have to gain back those losses, and that's it. And I, I know that's the bad news to a lot of people, but uh, ultimately this is not a protocol for you to go on and off of or eat on and off the protocol and then try and fix it uh, with this particular remedy anyway. And I hope that makes a lot of sense to people because people have been using Apple Days as a, as a remedy for dietary errors for quite some time and wondering why it doesn't work. So I'm hoping this explains that. Um, you also you said plateaus come when people reach a, you know, a, reach a formal level of previous weight. Um, this is what I talk to people about a lot of some of my people, clients I talk to. If you're someone who has been in a state of obesity or been carrying weight for, for a long time, let's say up to 10 years, um, and then you start dieting, what happens is, is that your body has is, is, is got certain resistance points from where its, its memory is locked in at certain weights. So what happens when your body starts to lose weight and it, it comes across another level of where you sat at that weight for several years, it's going to plateau as a floor of resistance to try and break through that because it's a memory. It's, like, it's almost like it's you know, ingrained in our in our psyche that that's where you once were before and it's it's a comfort zone um and 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 you have to push past these type of plateaus now these plateaus also are remedied by apple days only to kind of jar the jar it loose but ultimately this is something that you really kind of have to sometimes either wait it out if you are going through the traditional weight loss process or for me i call it fighting it out so when I hit plateaus like that that are, that are kind of the, the previous weight set points, I'm one of those people that I'll cardio my way through it and apple day my way through it and force my body to bend at my will. That's my, that's my philosophy. Not everybody wants to, to, to go that route, the hardcore route. So you know, know you there's basically three different options. Let it go naturally past – just keep, eating, keep following the protocol, and you will naturally break through. It could last up to 10, 14 days, unfortunately, but you will get through it. Now, psychologically, that's the hardest thing, to be dieting and dieting and dieting and not, and not, getting, not seeing the results on the scale. But I'm going to give you some surprising news about that, that um, people often on this protocol cannot lose weight for 10 or 14 days and have lost considerable inches in their their entire body. I mean, a complete size, and um, and they completely discount it or ignore it because they're not either they're either not measuring inches because they think the scale is their god, um, or they just think that that's crazy. He clearly states in here that that plateau or not, you know, because you're not losing weight on the scale does not mean that your fat is not being dispelled, dissolved, and leaving your body on a daily basis. And that weekly measurement is by far, the, if you don't do them, is probably one of the most crucial mistakes you'll ever make on this protocol. Um, and, and I can attest to that, that, that you can lose inches like nobody's business, which ultimately, to be honest with you, you know, we all, I think we all started this because they wanted to get into some sort of size, get back into your clothes or what have you. And really the scale is the only thing that we've been psychologically programmed to pay attention to. But if you were not moving, and just hypothetically, if your scale was not moving and you were frustrated for 10 days and you're about to throw in the towel and somehow you pull the wrong pair of jeans out of your closet and they happen to be two sizes smaller than you were able to get in the last week and you were able to put them on and button them, 
how would you feel? Would you really be care about that number on the scale? Or would you be, oh, my God, I can get into these genes that I could not get into before? And I know that to be physically, <laughs> physically possible. So it's really important that you combine the pounds and inches weekly on this protocol um, and measure because one time, a, stall, a stall can simply mean that your body's trying to break through your natural, a natural level of resistance, but it doesn't mean the protocol is not working and that you're not losing tons of inches, which ultimately I think is better <laughs> overall than pounds because pounds can lie. A muscle weighs more than fat. Water weighs more, more, more than fat. Therefore, either one can actually make the scale turn out to be different than it really is. Um, the other uh, plateau or interruption in weight loss, he also you know, talks about menstrual, menstrual uh, interruptions, you know, e either several days before your cycle starts during your cycle, and then sometimes after, but primarily several days before, um, what you guys call PMS, it's coming, you kind of know, you know when it's coming, but that's also when you can see um, a plateau come, come, that's nothing to do with anything you've done wrong as far as your dietary intake, it's just your body going through that process and holding on to water and shifting, and shifting water throughout your body. And ultimately, he agrees. I agree with what he says. He agrees with my philosophy. You got to, you have to pretty much just relax through this and let your body do what it's going to do, which is my interpretation of what he's saying here. Um, and really, you know, that's kind of the core of success in any. In, I think in anything is that the more relaxed you are, the more at peace you are, the more your body tends to respond and the better you feel. And this is no different. So, anytime you can alleviate stress, anxiety. Um, doubt, um, questioning what you're doing, is it right, whatever the case may be, is it working, that all those things that cause anxiety actually hinder your weight loss, don't help you. So just think calm, <laughs> think meditation, think peace, think love, and you'll be good. Okay, let's move along. A lot of stuff here. Um, dietary errors is the, uh, the obvious reason for a plateau, but one for which people um, – sometimes really take the least amount of responsibility for. And he really, he really, you know, sets this issue in that, you know, admitting your errors, taking responsibility that you've made a dietary error versus, you know, trying to fool yourself that, that it, it was just a little something. It can't be that. That's ridiculous that a little piece of, you know, candy, one little piece of candy can make a difference in me not losing weight for three days. That doesn't make any sense. You know, in a normal dieting world, that may, may, that may not make sense. But you're not in a normal dieting world. You've never, in, you've never injected or ingested a hormone in your body to help release your, your fat stores. You've never put yourself in a chemical state where it's actually looking for the enzymes in certain food combinations in order to force your body to release that from a place you haven't been able to release from before. You've never done this before. So it's not ridiculous that anything can make it go out of whack. I mean, just think of a very still pool and you throw a rock in there and the ripple effect continues to keep going and going and going. That's how tsunamis start and they end up, they can, they can ruin cities, complete cities. You know, so the little things do matter, so dietary errors are huge, and it is 99%, oh, let's say 94% of most every diagnostic problem that I have to come up with with, with a person calling me saying, I'm not losing weight, this is what I'm doing. I'm and it always starts off when I'm following it to a letter, I don't know what's wrong, and then in the end of the sentence, says, the only thing I did was, when anyone says the only thing, and it starts there, you go, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> 
And it could be as little as the only thing I did was I didn't drink any water for the last three days or yesterday, or the only thing I did was I had one bite of a Twinkie and I spit it out, or the only thing I did was had Diet Coke, three Diet Cokes yesterday, or, you know, but usually that only thing is something that is considered a dietary error. And it's very easy if you're making a diet, very easy to, uh, let's say, discern if you're making a dietary error. Hopefully you're using a tracking sheet of some sort that actually puts down what you're eating every day. Um, hopefully you're taking your measurements and you're taking your, um, your, um, you're weighing yourself every, every day and your measurements every week. But when you look back at your menu, if you look back at what you eat, and the reason why I say write down what you eat because I'm the king of forgetting what I eat. I can say, my, I can be like, man, I'm hungry. I haven't done anything all day. And my wife will go, well, what about the oatmeal you had yesterday? And it's not on protocol, guys. It's off just normal life. Or what about the, you know, the apples and cheese you had this, this afternoon? I'm like, oh, yeah, I did have that. So if you don't write things down, your memory doesn't. You can't rely on your memory. But what happens on protocol, let's get back to on protocol, if, in fact, there's anything on your food you ate for the day that does not match up with the foods that are allowed on the protocol, then there's a dietary error. It's very simple. If you didn't have any of the lean, lean meats and proteins, you didn't, have any of the, you didn't have anything outside of those vegetables, you didn't have anything outside of those fruit choices, and you didn't have anything other than you know, the coconut oil that we talked about and cooking with, and, and, and that amount, the amount that's, that's told you that you can have, the, max, the minimum amount or maximum amount you can have, then if, if nothing is different from that, then you would probably have not a dietary error. But if you had anything different than that, then there's probably a problem. Now, I actually had an email today from our forum um, for one of the people that are in our AC90 Extreme, and she was just saying that, you know, um, last, you know, she followed the protocol. She used coconut oil last time. She did the, the, the thing. She bought three containers of coconut oil. And was a problem because it wasn't extra virgin coconut oil, but it was, you know, um, uh, coconut oil. And, and But she didn't have as good as loss. Her losses weren't as good as her first round. And so this time she was going to go ahead and, and, and do it without the coconut oil. And, uh, and, and I remember Janie said, hey, I want to know how, how it works for you, um, you, know, with the, you know, not having the coconut oil. And, that would be a, and everyone would look at that and go, that's a normal thing, thing. But my thing, I thought to myself, now I know the size of the coconut oil that we have, that we buy. And if I, we went through three containers of that coconut oil, that's a lot of coconut oil. Therefore, my first question is, were you having anywhere? Were we having any more than a two, tea, two teaspoons per serving or a tablespoon per day? Because three things of coconut oil in a 43-day period of time is a lot of freaking coconut oil unless you're cooking for three, four, five people at the same time. So my curiosity would think that you probably took in a lot of co- and coconut oil. A teaspoon of coconut, a tablespoon of coconut is like 130 calories. So people think, well, yeah, I can have coconut oil. It is good for you. It helps mobilize fat. But if you're having three or four teaspoons a day, that's 500 calories in coconut oil. That's going to have a problem with your weight loss. So the little things do matter. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case you all, you two are also eating coconut oil more than you should. Um, so these were the, the reasons for um, dietary errors. Uh, we also talked about salt and, uh, and, and the fact that salt can reduce it. Even though the protocol does not say to not have salt, you can have salt and seasoning, but if you happen to be in the category of people who are sensitive to salt, then choosing to eat salt this particular protocol at this time of the protocol would actually um, probably you probably see some water weight coming from that because your body is going to hold on to it. And he showed like a, an example that for one teaspoon of uh, salt, you need to have a liter of water to to dissipate that salt volume in your body, which happens. And, and actually, that one teaspoon of salt 
would actually could actually put on two to three pounds on the scale the very next day. So if you are sensitive to salt, like me, if anybody who ever had hypertension problems, high blood pressure issues, um, usually will have a sensitivity to salt. Therefore, eliminating salt from your from your diet and using that's why we use Bragg's because Bragg's is very salty in taste, but has no real sodium in it. Um, that that's how we counteract that. So keep in mind that salt intake can make a difference in your weight daily and on your weighing on the scale. So if you're trying to figure out why your scale is not moving in the right direction or it jumped up, see what kind of foods you what you prepared for yourself the day before. See if you happen to over-season it with salt or use, uh, um, like for me, when Janie ever uses any kind of chicken broth or something in a, in a, in a, um, a dish, immediately I, my body reacts to it the very next day in the scale, on protocol or off protocol. So I always ask her, did you put chicken broth in that? Or you know, she goes, no, I didn't because my body reacts to it. So just as a side note, um, water intake. Uh, any fluctuations in water intake, he says, that will show up in the scale. He said people are reluctant to understand, and we may have covered this a little bit last week, that people are reluctant to understand that if your water intake fluctuates, or it, he said that they, they believe that if they take, drink too much water, they're going to hold on too much water, and it's completely the opposite of that that the more water you drink, the more water your your body will dispel and release um, on this protocol and actually help the fat cells get out of, your, out of your body. And I tell people that this is a relationship, that this whole weight loss process or dieting process is a relationship between of trust between you, your body, and yourself. And that if your body trusts you, that you're going to give it the nutrients it needs, enough food in order for it to sustain itself, enough water for it to, to stay hydrated and sustain itself, that it will release all the water, all the fat it needs, and your body needs to release. And as soon as you change that relationship um, by holding back either food or water, your body's going to seize up and hold on to that, and it's going to show up on the scale. So keeping that integrity with yourself and that relationship with yourself to keep consistently the same levels of water daily, the same levels of food and protein daily, you'll find the overall best results um, on this protocol. Okay, constipation. One of the reasons for the high water intake is to alleviate the, uh, the constipation issue. However, in Dr. Simmons' original protocol, he said it is not unnatural or uncommon or is normal, okay, for you to go to have a bowel movement every three or four days, that you don't, your daily bowel movements on the protocol seem to, to go away and that it's not a necessary, necessary, to, necessary to eliminate every single day. Now, for me, <laughs> that is a, it's psychological, but that for me is difficult. I really don't like being constipated for even a day. Um, so I take measures to, to make sure that that doesn't happen, or at least that it's, I minimize that. And, you know, he also said, you know, that laxatives really shouldn't be used, um, you know, harsh laxatives. Now, what we recommend, obviously, is the, you know, natural teas and smooth move tea, what I use. Um, and also I sometimes on occasion double it up with um, x lax because for me I just, don't feel right if I don't eliminate. But just so you know, for those of you that are, that are used to not eliminating on a, on a daily basis and you do go to, you know, three to four days uh, without an elimination, nothing's wrong. It's actually, that's actually kind of normal. Um, but it's also really, it makes it really important that you um, make your water intake, keep your water intake high. Because any, any level of dehydration while on this protocol will exacerbate the problem and make the constipation issues even worse. So um, make sure you keep that um, close. All right, the next section, which is the, one of my 
I just like the title. He calls it Liars and Fools. And, and this is kind of, we've kind of really t- touched on this, but this is actually a part of his protocol. And he talks about liars and fools. And these are the people, he says, that are, um, you know, that they're basically on the protocol and they're, they're constantly making, stepping outside of the bounds of the, of the diet and have somehow convinced themselves that they're following the diet to the letter. And uh, in essence, but every three days or so, or, or even daily, they're making a dietary, no matter how slight or sometimes major dietary errors, and that these people are, are, are next to impossible to treat and help or even coach. That because of the fact they're not willing to take any responsibility that they're actually making these choices, that in his treatment and have you written in, in his protocol, if in fact you know, a, a person continued to do it three times, they would kick him out of the program. They basically wouldn't even let them, in his research, when he had his control group, he'd kick him out because of the fact that, that more so that they're not taking any responsibility for the fact that they are sabotaging themselves. Um, this is real stuff. I have people that do this all the time, and they swear up. And he said, and usually they get more adamant and more, you know, they more dug in about the fact that they're not doing anything wrong, and that's why they can't be helped. Because the fact, if you don't know you have a problem or you don't know you're doing something incorrectly, you're not willing to accept it. No one else can help you, and that's you know, I, you've heard that in, in probably every you know problem-solving uh, issue that we have in society. That as soon as you take responsibility for something, then you can actually get by, get past it. But if you're not willing to take any responsibility for it, then no one can help you, and that's kind of uh, very important. So if you come across people like this that that you're dieting with or you're helping with the protocol, and you know that they're they're repeatedly, you know, they're out Friday night at the bar, or they're actually having, you know, out doing. They're in places where it's very difficult for you to, for them to not be um, not breaking the protocol, and they're constantly not losing weight, and your numbers are just blowing past them, then let, let them, you know, let them know that they got to, you let them do what they got to do, but you really can't help them at that point. Cosmetics. Now, he has a three-paragraph thing here about cosmetics and the fact that how they should not be used um, on the protocol. And I know that I've kind of um, contradicted this in my book. I've contradicted to probably hundreds of people, but I always do, do so with, you know, um, an exception. In my personal you know, research and coaching and actually, you know, really interaction with several thousand people now, I find that, that really there's a small percentage of people that have this um, sensitivity to using the oils and the cosmetics and the chemicals that are found in um, these cosmetics. But I want to give you the reason why Dr. Simeon says that it can cause an issue. First, I'm not disp- I'm not uh, I'm not refuting it. I'm just saying that I found a very low percentage of people that do have sensitivity to it. But he, basically, the oils and that are it's more of, more of the fatty oils and the actual calories that are actually in these oils that are used for cosmetics and lotions and what have you. They actually have calories in them as well, and that and those calories are actually absorbed into the skin, so it can actually tilt the scale of calorie to you know. Uh, your BMR ratios to where your body's actually burning off those calories and over, overflood the system, very similar to have eating too many calories on this diet where you can find yourself having some gains, that it's more so the caloric intake of these oils being in, ingested into the body through your, through your skin, um, along with some chemicals that actually alter, the, alter, your, alter your kind of temporary alter your genetics, you know, for a period of time that they're in the system. Um, and this is a really reason why he wants you to avoid these kind of chemicals and cosmetics. Now, like I said, there's been a small percentage of people that have this, you know, I'd say probably, you know, 
5% that I've come across that actually have this problem, but I have come across people that absolutely have this problem where we've gone through every other diagnostic issue we can. We've eliminated all these different things. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they dog me, oh, wait a minute, are you using any of these things? Are you taking any lotion? Or what, what shampoo are you using? What lotion? Usually it's lotions are the big problem. Um, and we find out that we take them off all the medicate. I mean, all the um, lotions and all the potions and all the makeup for a few days, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, the body starts losing weight. So this is a very real thing. Uh, unlike the uh, unlike the um, the the, um, pla- um, the immunity issue, which I have not found one person that uh, that would clinically be described as having immunity yet, and, and if it happens, I definitely will report that. But this issue about cosmetics and altering the uh, limiting or halt- halting your weight loss can happen. So these are what I suggest people to do. That. I did follow the no cosmetics, or I don't know about cosmetics, but the no lotion um, rule, and no no cologne rule, and no deodorant rule. And the very first time I did this protocol, like I said, I was paranoid that I would do something wrong. Um, and I used coconut oil on my skin, and and, uh, and then it says from that I used uh, mineral oil, which is baby oil, and vast, a combination of Vaseline and baby oil on my skin. Because the oil molecules are so large, they don't absorb into the skin. And African Americans are traditionally dry, you know, dry skin. So for me, it was necessary. But I put the coconut oil on, it actually worked really well right out of the shower, out of a warm shower, and have it to kind of melt into your skin, and it actually worked really well. Um, and I and I kind of still use that pretty much off and on today, but. There are people that actually, you know, by using their shampoo. So I say, what I tell people to do, get back to that. What I tell people to do is start the protocol, go through your, you know, your your gorgeous days, go through your three days or so of being on your low-calorie diet, um, watch your body losing weight, then start introducing your, your, your cosmetics and your, and your lotions either one by one or in, in just two combinations at a time. If your weight stops or weight loss stops or hinders or stalls, you know you have that sensitivity. If you continue to continue to lose weight without a problem, then you know you're not one of those people. And that way it's best to have the best of both worlds. I know that some, some especially women in the uh, workforce, you know, kind of going to work without makeup and lipstick and, and smelling nice, what have you, could probably be frowned upon. So I want to make sure that everyone can do this protocol and not be limited because of some of these things. But if you're sensitive to it, then you'll have to make adjustments. Um, but most people will find themselves not. Um, what else? Let me skip all this here. Um, yeah, it talks about unforeseen <clears throat> interruptions in treatment, and, and 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 this is very important because I don't think people get this. What it means basically, if you're you're starting on the protocol, like I had a phone call from a gentleman today that started was getting ready to start the protocol. Now, this doesn't really apply because he never really started. But say you start the protocol, you're you know four or five days a week into it, and you get the flu, or you get something that that you have to leave town or you can't do it or some emergency happens and you have to stop the protocol. Um, if you only have to stop it for, you know, three or four days, um, and I've even seen people go out as long as eight days um, off the protocol, still maintaining a relatively clean diet, um, you can actually resume again and not have a problem. Ideally, you, but you all, ideally, you want to do at least 20 injections in order for the, for the weight you've lost to stick. So what are you saying? That if you've gone maybe you know one or two weeks, you've lost 15, 20 pounds, you haven't gone the 20, the 20 to 21 injections, and something happens, you have to stop the protocol. Um, it's it's very likely that you will start seeing that weight come back. So it so to in his theory, and I, I have to agree with it to, until I prove otherwise, that um, that you, you unless you've done 21 shots that 
most of the losses you've had on under those 21 days will probably come back. So, yeah, so if somebody says, okay, I'm going to do it, you know, for, um, um, you know, it's very similar to what I did with this protein shake last week. I did a protein shake. They came on the market, and I wanted to test to see if it was actually viable. I did the shake. I did an ACG cycle. I did my loading. I gained six pounds in one day, and in a week I lost 10.2 pounds, um, taking a shake once a day and have, having a meal and having my fruits, whatever. And I tested it to see if it worked. I just want to know if it did indeed help with hunger, if it did, could be used as a protein source and give the body sufficient protein, and it, found, it worked fine. Now, those losses I have basically in this theory will, will basically not really stick around for any period of time, which is fine. I mean, it's not like I, it, it's, it's a whole lot of weight. But that it won't stick because I didn't do the whole protocol for 21 days, but that wasn't my intention. My intention was to test this product so I could honestly report on it. Um, so for some people may go, okay, I'm gonna, yeah, I got a prom or I got a function coming. I want to drop a quick 10 pounds. Will it work? Absolutely. Will it stay off? Theory is probably not, unless you really have a very clean diet after that. So you do with what do that do with that information what you want. But theoretically, here, Dr. Simeon's protocol, without under anything less than 21 days of of, of treatment on this protocol will um, not hinder permanent results. Or long, I'll say long-lasting results. I don't even use the word permanent results at this point. All right, let's. Uh, we're almost uh, finished up here, guys. And we'll open up the lines. Um, I think this is really important um, for people to understand that when he talks about the ratio of pounds and inches, what Dr. Simeon says here in his pounds and his protocol that at the end of the course of treatment, it is not uncommon for people to lose in inches the same amount, close to the same amount of weight they, lose, they lost in pounds. And I've seen this repeatedly over and over again. So if you lose 50 pounds on this protocol, there's a great deal, there's a great um, probability, and by you calculating your inches lost every week, that you would have lost 50 or more pounds, total, I mean 50 or more total inches off your entire body. And obviously you can see that from going from a 48-inch waist to a 32-inch, you know, yeah, 48-inch waist to a 32-inch waist. And that's a significant amount of inches right there just in the waist alone. But on this, what makes this protocol so amazing and why you don't see people that complete it that look gaunt and drawn and over and look like they've just been on the, you know, run over the coals or they've just been malnutrition is because your body is losing fat from all over, from every inch of your body where there's fat cells that don't belong there. There are abnormal fat that has no purpose other than being stored. And so you shrink it an even manner, but you're losing inches everywhere. And that's why you're that's why you're told you need to measure your you know, your your chest, your arms, your waist, your hips, your thigh, your calf, your wrist, your neck, um, your back. I mean every part of your your arm, your bicep, um, because every major part of your body is being is losing weight evenly and that's why your body kind of reshapes itself and looks in symmetry because you're not losing weight in just one area or the other. A lot of traditional diets will lose weight first with the highest deposit of fat and then leave fat in other places. So, and that's why, like, uh, in, his, in Pounds and Inches, if you haven't read it, there's a story that Dr. Simeons talks about um, called The Emaciated Lady, where he basically is in his office, is how he describes it, I'm a paraphrase story, he's in his office and the patient comes in and his back is turned as he's working with some papers and he turns around and he looks at the lady and she goes, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight desperately. Can I be a part of this clinical trial? I mean, as he's looking at the woman, her face is really drawn, you know, her eye sockets are sunken in, her cheeks are sunken in, her neck is just completely, I mean, she looks like she is absolutely malnutritioned. And he looks at her like, 
you know, basically it, it, it's saying that I think you need psychological, psychological help because um, you obviously have a problem with your image, you know, body image problem. Um, but as he steps around his desk, he finds that the woman has a very large bottom half, very large, you know, buttocks, very large hips and thighs, very large ankles and calves. And so, in essence, this is called the emaciated lady because all of her abnormal fat stores, no matter how much she ran and dieted and, and ate, she would lose weight only in the upper part of her body and not in the lower part of her body. That fat was trapped away in, in abnormal fat stores and could not be accessed. So your body, her body went after her facial fat, structural fat, and muscle. When you see people's faces drop and they, lose their, they, they start looking unhealthy and their arms drop and everything's hanging, it's because the, the structural fat and the, and the muscle has been eaten away because the, there's, the body's not the, the can't can't tap into the other fuel, and that's why people look unhealthy. When you lose weight the right way, where you're losing abnormal fat only and leaving this leaving the, the structural fat uh, untapped and the and the muscle untapped, undamaged or uneaten, um, you look normal and you actually shrink normal. So she was able to do this treatment and lose the fat in the lower part of her body, bringing her her whole body back into symmetry, and that's why he found this 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 protocol to be so fascinated because it was a proof, you know, imputable, imputable proof that this protocol went after abnormal fat only and not muscle and not structural fat. So if you haven't ever heard that story before, it's a very, very cool story because it demonstrates how this, this uh, protocol is like Pac-Man. It goes after abnormal fat stores only and leaves the nutrients and the muscles, um, everything else in the bloodstream that the body needs alone. Okay. So... We're closing out here. Um, let's see. You know, he talks about this kind of late in the uh, protocol, but if you talk about skeptical patients, that he said any doctor that uh, that has used this protocol or as a method for the first time will have considerable difficulty, partic- um, uh, particularly it. If he has not done this, or he has not done the protocol himself, or is not convinced himself in making a patient believe that they will not feel hungry on 500 calories, they will not collapse, they will not feel fatigued, and they will not die of starvation. Um, and and that's kind of weird that he puts it late in the protocol. But this is some of the things that you guys may get out there in the real world when you start talking about the protocol and you start mentioning 500 calories. That's been the buzzword for this this protocol as far as the where the uh, people that, that um, the proponents against it have really come out and said that nobody can survive a 500-calorie diet. A 500-calorie diet is unhealthy, and, you know, people can kill themselves doing that. Um, and, it's, and it really, unless you've actually done it, it's really kind of bizarre. You don't believe it's possible, but anyone who's ever done this protocol and done it the right way with the real ATG, and I keep saying that because the symptoms are a little bit different when you're doing um, homeopathics, um, that the hunger issue is, is not you, – you can't believe that you're really not hungry. You actually kind of think about it and remind yourself that you've got to eat, um, and you kind of wonder why you have energy. And I was able to run in the morning and run three miles in the evening and work out. I mean, I was bouncing off the walls and felt amazing um, every time. So it's like um, it's very hard to convince people that they're going to feel this way. So I always tell people that don't worry about what I'm saying. Within 72 hours of being – within the first 96 hours of being on this protocol – 
you'll be you'll be convinced, you'll be a believer, and you'll call me and you'll go, I cannot believe I've actually lost, you know, so many pounds in so many days, or so many hours. Um, and and that's usually the call that I I welcome and I usually laugh when I get it because I go, oh yeah, I'm sure I'm like, no, you will call me because you I can't convince you now, but I promise you, within the first 72 to 96 hours, you'll be a believer. And every single time, most 98% of the people are. Um, Okay, he talks about in concluding the course, and I think this is, you know, phase three, the, the dreaded phase three is really where people find themselves the most, um, have the most trouble. And you believe it or not, there, the phase three, um, which he doesn't call phase three, by the way, only, only Kevin Trudeau named it phase three, um, but is where, you know, people really have, a hard time believing where he says, you know, you can eat normally without with eliminating sugar, but you have to must eliminate sugar and starch. Now, Kevin Trudeau in Bellevue said you can eat normally, and then once you're done, you can eat anything you want, you'll never gain any way back. And that's where people really kind of wanted to believe that, and then pretty much said he was a liar, and pretty much said this diet is BS because you can't, you do gain the way back, and what kind of crap is that? Well, anybody with any common sense, really, if you think about it, do you really think that you could go to McDonald's every day after you do this protocol and eat the Big Mac three times a day and never gain weight again, that there's something out there? Mirac- I mean, that just doesn't make sense. Uh, I know you want to believe that, but it doesn't make sense. But what he did say is beware of enthusiasm. And he said, because some people do the opposite. Uh, he said that um, the trouble that people have is that that because they've been in, in the conditioning of doing the protocol and being in these in this controlled environment of eating the certain food in certain portions, when they're told they can eat pretty much whatever they want except for sugars and starches, they still tend to try and maintain the 500 calorie plus maybe a few extra calories and nuts or what have you, and they wonder why the scale is just climbing, um, you know, just rapidly out of control. And like, wait a minute! I'm not even eating that much food, and I'm and I'm following the I'm not having any sugar and starch. What's going wrong? The first of all, the biggest mistake is that they don't believe what they're being told to do. They're being told to do that. This is not so much about now. We I have a different philosophy only for only because I had to put something together to kind of give people some structure in phase three, because phase three had no structure. Right now, it's just eat whatever you want. Don't have any sugar and starch. Well, the the theory behind this is that that if you eat a balanced diet, that calories won't really matter as long as the quality of those calories are right. That's not said here, but this is what had to be discovered. Um, what's said here is that you can eat, go eat normal, and what not to do is to, is to try and cut your calories and eat 800 calories a day and try and maintain your weight in phase three because it will backfire and do the exact opposite because it will cause protein edema, which is you know protein deficiency, which I'll get into in a minute. So, Really what people do is that they kind of – it's either all or nothing. So he said don't get too overly, overly enthusiastic, come out of the gate and just start eating everything under the sun because obviously you've been on a structured diet for quite some time. But you have been getting – even though you, you're, you've been on 500 calories, your body's been getting 3,500 calories a day. It's just been coming from your stored fat. So it's not like your body really has been deprived of 500 calories. It's just been deprived of 500 calories of actual food. But what you have been getting is those extra calories is also some extra protein in your diet from your fat. 
so what what invariably happens with people they they go back to eating the same two meals that, you know in phase three they add a couple of extra fruits they maybe add a handful of nuts and a little bit of cheese and they wonder why they're they're gaining weight and it's because of the fact that you're no longer getting once your HD is out of your system you're no longer getting any calories from your stored fat that means you're not getting any any enzymes you're not getting any nutrients and you're, you're not getting any protein and you're not getting any fats nothing okay when you suddenly go from getting enough to not getting enough, your body goes into what's called protein edema, and it starts holding on to water. Um, people also exacerbate that by suddenly going, well, I'm not on the diet anymore, phase two, so I don't need to have a gallon of water a day. I'll just go to half a gallon of water. When you change your, remember, when you change your relationship with your body, you're going to cause problems. So basically what happens is you go into protein edema because you're not eating enough protein. Protein is the key right here. Protein is the key to maintaining the weight. And so what happens when you happen to see, and, and you're not supposed to get any credit, any worry, any concern to any weight gain under two pounds. That means if you come out of the gate and you gain a pound, 1.6 pounds, don't freak out and cut your calories you're going to end up going over two pounds. You just continue to say, oh, I need more, I need more food, but I need more protein. And now you just go ahead and take in more protein, pay attention to what the protein intake is for the next day. I'm giving you guys the key right here, the secret to phase three, so please pay attention. Um, so what happens if you go up 1.9 pounds? You don't freak out and change your, change your diet. The only time you do anything about um, the two-pound the two ratio or any changes in your diet is if you go to 2.01 pounds on any given day. And on that day, and only that day, is the day that you need to make an instant correction. Failing to do so means you just need to accept whatever your next increase in weight is. And this is what's very interesting, guys, very interesting, because the difference between Kevin Trudeau's version and Dr. Simeon's version, and one I think is really, <laughs> one of these things you're going to love more than the other. And I'm guilty of, of adopting one philosophy and not the other. But this is very interesting, and that's why I'm really glad that I actually took time to do this again. Because um, I don't, even, I forgot all about this. The theory that the steak day was the remedy for protein edema—it works fantastically. Like I tell you, it works every single time for me. Um, however, it is difficult for people that are that may have hypoglycemia because it, it causes for it, it, the need for steak day is fasting all day. And then having a huge steak, a, you know, nice size steak and a tomato, because tomatoes have lycopene in them and, and they help break down the proteins in the uh, steak. But I didn't really mind the fasting because as long as I didn't put any food in my system, it didn't make me want to eat anything. But it, it can be challenging. I know for my wife, Janie, it's extremely difficult, and she doesn't really like steak. So, you know, people come up with different remedies for protein day or have your steak day, and they come up with yogurt and, and cheese and yogurt day and all kinds of stuff. And some have worked. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to knock them, but this is the textbook Dr. Simeon's remedy. You're going to love this, right? So if a person does exceed the two-pound ratio, they're, going, they're suffering from protein edema, um, and the remedy for this is uh, very – treatment for this is very simple. The patient is told to, have, to eat two eggs for breakfast, a huge steak for lunch, and dinner – followed by a large helping of cheese. Now, does that sound like a heck of a lot better steak day than fasting all day? That's pretty damn cool. So you get to have some eggs for breakfast, which is pure protein, a huge steak for lunch, with that thing, then with your, I guess, with your tomato, and you get to have some, a nice big helping of cheese for, for, for dinner. Now, I would probably reverse that because it just makes more sense to me to have 
eggs for breakfast, maybe a little cheese platter, you know, with an apple for, for lunch, and then a big old steak and tomato for dinner. That, to me, is a pretty good day of food, but it's all protein. Now, the reason why it solves the problem, because it gets rid of the protein edema. But the reason why I find that so cool, because there's a lot of people out there that can't really do a steak day because they just feel sick. And, uh, but yet that's been the best remedy out there. And other people have come up with some other remedies. But let's, let's, why, why not use the one that makes a whole lot of sense? And to me, it sounds really good. Just having, having three eggs and having some cheese and apples in the, in the day. And, and I added the apple, guys. He didn't. But I'm just making it look nice and taste nice. And then having a huge steak for dinner. I thought that was really, really cool. But that is the only remedy for, um, for a protein edema. People have con- uh, confused doing an apple day in phase three. An apple day is only for phase two and only for a plateau. And even, even in the part where in the, this, this conversation, he says ne- apple day should never be done without ACG in the system. Therefore, it is not a, it's not a, a post-diet remedy for weight loss. It'll give you temporary water weight loss and for you to maybe if you wanted to weigh in, if you were an athlete, <laughs> need to weight, make weight. But as soon as you consume the fluids again the next day, when it's not an ACG-related related, um, stall, will just the water weight will just come back, just like it, it works for a, a correction day, trying to, trying to do a dietary error. The water just comes back. So the only remedy in phase three is a protein day, um, which this is the ideal protein day. Now, some people have introduced, um, which we've done in our blogs in our book, that you have a, a yogurt day, you know, tons of pro- uh, Greek yogurt all day or cheese day or what have you. Um, a fat, some people have a fat day, which I, I, I don't know about the fat day. I, I'm not a big fan of that one. But anyway, I thought that was very cool. Lastly, lastly, which I think is the huge contradiction to Kevin Trudeau, and I hope it will set this record, state for, record straight for forevermore. Where Kevin Trudeau tripped up, I think, is well, you know what he didn't trip up. He was selling books, he was hyping this thing out, he got it out there, but he was also a he's also a salesman, he's an infomercial expert, if you will. Because the fact that he told people, Oh, you can launch you do this protocol, you fix your hypothalamus, reset, you'll never gain the weight back ever again. Okay. Not true. You will gain you will gain the weight back. How much gain how much weight you gain back is entirely up to you, um, based on your diet and how much you pay attention. One of the things that Dr. Simeon says that is absolutely crucial, the same habits you, that you input, implemented by doing phase, uh, phase two and phase three, by weighing yourself daily, you need to weigh yourself daily for the rest of your life. I weigh myself every single morning. I get up, I go to the bathroom, we get on the scale. It's like freaking clockwork. And it keeps you conscious, lets you know what the day before's um, dietary choices, how your body responded to it. But what he says is that people who have uh, the general, people that, that 60 to 70% of the people, 60 to 70% of the cases experience little to no difficulty in holding their weight permanently. Uh, relapses may be due to neglect and basically due to the daily rule, the daily rule of weighing oneself. Uh, many patients think that it's unnecessary to do so and, and find out very quickly that you can gain up to 10 pounds and have your and have your your clothes never how your clothes fit never change. Then simply explain to the fact that once your body is is uh, building up fat cells again, because it's being distributed evenly, it's not showing up in any one area, so you're not going to feel the difference in your clothes. So you can gain 10 pounds and stick up on you no problem. Using the 10 pounds is pretty easy to deal with. It's the 20 pounds that comes you know right behind it because now you you've turned off the consciousness of weighing yourself. You don't want to see it. You don't want to deal with it. You think, well, my clothes are fitting. Maybe I didn't gain that much weight. That kind of uh, um, 
ignorance is going to pay. I, I don't know whatever that's probably not a nice word to use, but it's going to you're going to pay for it. And you're going to end up doing it again. But what I also like about what he says here is that patients readily feel are are happy to come back and do their protocol again when they find them when they find their way getting out of control. Um, I think that's the realistic life. That's realistic. But you know what? Don't let yourself get 50, 60 pounds, 80, 70, 80 pounds overweight again. You know what? If you get yourself to be, you see yourself you, that you've living, you're living a relatively good lifestyle, you're eating relatively good, but you go out on occasion, you travel on occasion, and you put on 10 pounds over a year, I think once a year as a 21-day maintenance program, it's kind of a detox. You kind of get all the crap out of your system, and you do this protocol to get those, to take back those 10 pounds. Why people diet all the time. At least you know it works. But to let your to go unconscious and to not check your scale, not not weigh yourself every day, not live in integrity with yourself, and just kind of go back to your old eating habits and not expect expect different results is the definition of insanity. But on the other hand, it means that it never says here you'll never you'll never gain the weight back ever. Sixty seven seventy seven percent of the people don't have too much trouble keeping their weight off permanently. Now he doesn't say what kind of lifestyle changes these guys make. And I assume, just from personal experience, without a lifestyle change, it is it, the weight will come back. Any time that I go go off the, off the hook, it doesn't take much time for me to see some gains. My only thing is, I will not let myself get beyond ten pounds, and I'll I'll check it really quick because I will do something, exercise more, or even have to do a protocol if I do it once a year. I'm okay with that. So far, I've probably done it once every two years. But you know what? 21 days should be as a maintenance program works for me because at least I know how to do it, get it off done, and keep my body in the shape that I want to keep it in. So don't think this is forever, guys, but it can be as long as you want it to be if you stay conscious. And the key to that is weighing yourself every single day and taking responsibility for your food choices. If you do that, you'll never have a weight problem again. Obesity is not, a, obesity is not 10 pounds overweight. It's not even 20 pounds overweight. Obesity is when it starts to affect your lifestyle, affect the way you feel about yourself, affect your health, and you start, you start getting some adverse reactions to that. But there's no reason why all of us can't stay within 10 pounds of our end weight just by paying attention, having um, uh, you know, being conscious about what we eat, and making choices, and then taking responsibility for those choices and doing corrections for them. So you know what? I have sushi every Friday night. I know that Friday I've already done my cardio in the morning. I know Saturday I got a cardio day, and I enjoy my sushi and my sake and my beer with guilt-free because I may gain a couple pounds in sodium weight or water weight or whatever the case may be, but I know it's going to come right back off because my lifestyle is conditioned to do that. That's all it is, guys, just making choices and then taking responsibility for them. So that is pounds and inches, one and two in its entirety, minus a lot of the medical jargon and, and some of the, you know, the you know afflictions that it does seem to deal with. I did skip through some other things you may find important that I didn't have. I didn't want to spend hours and hours on the on the phone. Cause I I think it's good that you guys actually can even stay on the phone this long and listen. Um, but I hope that this opens your eyes to whatever you're doing. Don't buy into the hype. I don't care who it comes from, even if it comes from me. In other words, I'm going to tell you, yeah, you can get two, three pounds a day, but are you willing to do this? Yes, you can get the body of your life, but are you willing to do this? Not everybody wants to do our protocol. Our protocol is not for everybody. I, I demand more from people, and I guarantee our product because I say, you know what? 
This is what you got to do to get these results. These results are not atypical results because of the fact that some people just feel you're fine just being thinner. Some people don't want to be muscular. Some people don't want to be lean. And I shouldn't you know, project that on everybody. Everyone has their own self-image, what they find to be beautiful and attractive and, and what they like about themselves. Not everybody's going to fit into, into the athletic program, and, and, and some people are going to fit perfectly into the Dr. Simeon's original program, which really is designed for you to kind of just follow the system, and, 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 and you'll still get shoot great, great results. So it all depends on what you want your end result to be, and, and all of them are perfect if they're perfect for you. And um, there's no right or wrong here, but what you do need to do is, is, to, is to know that whatever you're doing, as long as you're following the system, the results you're getting, if they're, they're, if they're within line of that half pound to one and a half pounds a day average people, not every single day are you going to get a pound a day. There's no, there's no every single day anything. It's an average. So some days you may have a pound and a half. Some days you may have a half a pound. That's still average two pounds over two days. Um, men are going to lose weight more rapidly than other women, and that's because we have more muscle mass. Muscle mass burns more fuel. That's why I tell you ladies that getting lean and sexy has to do with being willing to build a little muscle mass and do a little strength training and get yourself strong and sexy. That's where men, we, we typically just have more mass, muscle mass. You have more fat cells than, than men do, and that's why there's a difference in, in the amount of um, weight that's lost. Doesn't mean, but I've had women do, you know, big numbers, and it all depends that they're also, you know, they're switching up the game. So just know that whatever you're doing is perfect as long as you know you're doing it with an integrity to yourself. You know you're following this A system, the right system, for, or at least at least the documented system. Follow, you know, one, two, or three of those protocols. Kevin Stroh's protocol worked well. Um, it has, but don't, you know, buy into the hype. Dr. Simeon's protocol works well. Be careful about your protein intake because it just seems that the measurements, as we did on the very first show, I told you that showed you how, if you followed his protocol to, to the letter, that in most cases, depending on where you are in the world, that you'll probably be averaging 400 and, 430 calories a day, which would put you into starvation mode. So some of you who are ultra-sensitive to that protein deficiency who may not be getting more, enough of that protein from your fat cells may find yourself stalling. All it means you just need to shift, adjust, and, and, and uh, you know, change your protein intake a little bit. Um, our protocol, we designed it to where every single protein has at least 150 calories um, of protein, 150 calories, and has enough protein, so we always no less than 550 calories a day if you follow our, por- our portion uh, requirement. So that way, that's why there's less stalling. There's more more ability to film form lean muscle mass because we're always feeding enough protein to the muscles. That's just that's just our theory and it seems to work well and it makes scientific sense. But whatever protocol you follow, just make sure you're doing it in integrity and I think you'll be fine. So I hope I didn't bore you to death on this. We got about 17 minutes um, for Q and A. If there's anybody on there that has anything to say, ask questions or make a comment. Put, press one on your phone up, put your hand up. There's two hands up already. They've been up for quite some time, um, and I'll choose those first. And if you didn't mean to put your hand up, then we'll just move on to the next one. Um, and if you have a question, feel free to push your number one on your phone. So uh, first call, state your name, where you're calling from, and your question. If you have one, your prefix is 954-588. You're on the air. Hello. Yes. Yeah, um, the question that I, I'm Shan, by the way, from Fort Lauderdale. Um, I'm the program that I started. It's only um, 
it's like the 20, 23 days or something, and right. I have a significant amount of weight that I need to lose. And I know that you can order from um, your company the, the you know, additional 23 or 40-something days, and I think you said you could do up to 60 days safely. Mm-hmm. Um, can I mix the two different brands together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ACG is ACG. It doesn't. Um, I've done that plenty of times, and you know, got one. And cause like I said, I go after you know generic. I've got the best price. I've tried all the name brands from that um, from that pharmacy. So I kind of I go whatever the best price of the day is. That's what I point people to because I believe that you know saving money in this economy is important. So I've mixed all kinds of brands, and, and like I said, you know, the hormones are hormones. As long as it's real, it works, and it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, you know, but by the time you're actually ready to do it, you should be. If you have enough for 26 days, you're probably going to finish it before you have to worry about the next one. Mixing okay. things. If you, in other words, if you have it, just wait until you run out and then mix a new one. There's really no reason to mix them together and just finish the first one and then you know what I'm saying. But if you have to, then that's fine. But really, if you think about it, there's no reason. There's no reason to mix it. No, I just meant can, I'm going to order from you um, oh, from you off you of your website. I haven't ordered one. it yet. Right. No, okay. I just you, wanted to know. So you're saying if you did one brand with one cycle, you do another brand with another cycle, does that matter? Is that the question? Right. Do I have to even stop the cycle? Can I just continue? Like once I'm no, finished keep, with this? And... Yes. Keep going. I recommend. If you have a considerable amount of weight to, to lose and you're in the zone, you're losing weight, um, 26 days is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, and it's definitely more difficult the second and third time around, just even psychologically. And even Dr. Simeons in his protocol said that people don't lose as well the first, the second time and third time as they did the first. So I think take as many, take, get as many days under your belt as you can coming out of the gate, um, and you'll probably be a lot happier. Okay, how do you know when your days are done? Like 60 is typically the, the end of it? Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, I had my, one of my most recent clients went 120 days, lost 91 pounds, and he he's happy as, as the pig and slop. So um, <laughs> okay. I, I'm right. saying that bottom line is that as, your, as long as your body is still re- responding and you're emotionally and psychologically willing to con- keep, keep moving in that direction and you're getting, you're getting losses, um, I would take it as long as you're comfortable with it. That's okay. my answer. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. So, mm-hmm. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, next caller, um, state your name, where you calling from, 416 416- Oh, you just took Trump. 416264, you're on the air. That's Peter in Toronto, Canada, calling. Uh, hey, I have a couple of uh, questions I wanted to ask you about. One thing he didn't recommend or, or wasn't aware of was were you combining the uh, injection with B vitamin? Uh, what's the proper dose that you'd have 2 milligrams of the HCG with 4 milligrams of uh, B vitamin? That's oh yeah, correct. you're saying twenty two you're saying two hundred IUs, yeah, two hundred IUs of ACG and four hundred IUs of B twelve. Um the B twelve really was something that was introduced later. Um I gotta say it was introduced later because I didn't do it the very first time either. Um and it, that came about by um getting some feedback from the forums and from emails from women basically. Women particularly were that were concerned with hair loss issues and they all they thought it was because of the HCG, and they were really getting freaked out about it. And we found it was actually more because of the uh, the low calorie diet that they were on than than the HCG. And by doing some research and talking to my own doctor, they found that the actual B12 seemed to increase the energy levels. Actually, was helping the nails and the hair grow, and also incre- and also increase their energy levels and seemed to subside the B12 issue. I ended up taking it and realized that the energy I was already bouncing off the walls myself, but my wife Janie. She didn't have the same energy levels that I did. And when she did a cycle with the B12, it was like night and 
day, and not to mention her hair was going like crazy. So that's when we introduced the B12, and, and a lot of doctors do it all the time anyway, out of the gate. So he, now Dr. Simeon, as you're right, did not have any, did not deal with the B12 issues. But I don't think we had as many stressors in today's society in that man that we do today. So you're you're right with the doses, though. It is 400 units, uh, 400 IUs of, of B12 to 200 IUs of um, um, ACG. It's a recommended dose. And does it matter how you're putting it into the needle if you're doing the HCG first or the uh, the uh, uh, the B vitamin first? I do it. I do it HCG first, and then and then the the B12 only, so I don't make the mistake of doing the reverse and then put and then pushing some of the B12 into the HCG bottle. Okay. So All I right, do it. In, I, I do it in that order for the. Because the B12 can tolerate more than the than the ACL ACG can, so that's why I do it the way I do it. Okay. One other thing I want to discuss briefly. Uh, you had mentioned Kevin Trudeau, and I saw his infomercials where he said this: you do the uh, program, and you never have a weight issue again. And Doctor Simeon's he speaks of changing the hypothalamus uh, that it's not functioning correctly. And I, my impression is that they're both mistaken that it's a great way to lose weight, but nothing's being reset that's going to solve the issue on a permanent level. Would you agree with that? Um, you know what? I can't agree or disagree. I only have to go by theory and, 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 by, pers- and by personal experience. Do I know if my hypothalamus gland has been reset? I have no idea. All I know is that for me, my body does not pile on, does not store fat as rapidly as it did prior to doing this protocol, that I actually seem to be able to burn fuel pretty quickly. Now, is that because of my lifestyle? Is it because of my, my, my workout regimen? Um, is it a combination of all those things? I really don't know. That, I can't prove that to be the case. I only have to kind of tell people what the theory is behind it. Um, I have to let you know, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. All I know is that from I've, this is the only protocol I've seen where people who have done it correctly seem to stay thin or stay in that relatively healthy weight class for longer periods of time. Um, traditional diets, they say that almost 97%, that's a huge percentage, 97% of the people that lose weight on almost every other diet gain it all back within three years. Um, I'm on year four, um, and and. Really, I've never gone back to the weight that I was. My body's never gone back to the way it was, and I've stayed within 10 pounds. Now, granted, I'm you know always experimenting and doing different things, and I have a different active lifestyle, but I have a lot of people that I know personally that really feel like they've kind of got a new lease on life. Is it psychological because they once you get really healthy, you kind of want to stay that way? I don't know. So I think it's a great question. I just don't know if I could get – I don't know the answer, to be honest with you. I don't know the answer. I have to, the reason I, I have ask it is once I go off of phase three and introduce sugar again, I tend to gain weight again very rapidly. So well, that's sugar why is not I thought, a, well, yeah, I wonder is, if refined sugar I, is not a natural substance that belongs in our body. Refined well, sugar agree is, with, is poison. React, like extremely hypersensitive to it and, and put on weight quickly again. And I, right. I'd had a similar experience when I did Atkins. When I went off it, and uh, after the appropriate time period, introduced sugar again, like a junk food where you're eating ice cream or you're having cake, the, the weight gain was rapid for me. It is, because your, your body is ultra-sensitive, ultra-sensitive to sugars, uh, refined sugars and chemicals, because you've just detoxed your body from all this stuff. 
Um, and, that, and, and the question is then, because if you are a heroin addict or an alcoholic, the only way to abstain from having that affliction or that disease is to abstain from the, the cause right. of the source. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing with refined. Refined sugar is in our diet because it's cheap to make and they make tons of money and, and, the, and the industry is getting us, keeping us fat on it. You have to make a decision that how important is that sugar to you and opening up that addiction again. Yes, you will gain weight rapidly. And, and luckily for my wife, she has a sweet tooth, so she creates amazing desserts that do not use sugar. That There's so many new natural substances out there that are roots. Um, stevia and there's some other stuff she gets from a root that, that tastes just like sugar, looks like sugar. And we have this stuff in our refrigerator right now. There's a big thing of chocolate in our refrigerator right now that we eat all day long, and it's got no sugar in it. So it's just a matter of what are you willing to do to get beyond your sugar addiction because, to be honest with you, it's in our face. It's in everything we buy. And that's what I'm talking so about. What I found is even waiting the three weeks after the completion of the, uh, the HCG phase, as soon as I introduced sugar again, I, I would gain the weight rapidly. So I, right. I sort of decided next time once I'm – completing it to avoid the sugar, like very, very little. Yep. I, I say back away from the crack. That's because that's what it is. Yeah, sugar, is sugar is like crack, and you know what? If you want to stay healthy, and, and you have to minimize sugar. From, there's no, there's really no positive um, attribute that refined sugars bring to our body, and, and, and that's unfortunate. But um, I am glad you figured that out. Thanks so much for your call. I got uh, – one more person I want to pick up here. Got a hand up. Well, actually, is that, is that you? Four one five. That's you. Okay. So no, we're good. Um, you're right. But and that's, I think that's a huge point you made. That you know what? You, that's the what Kevin Trudeau said, and what Dr. Simeon's like. Dr. Simeon didn't say. You know, he, he said no sugar, no starch in phase three. And why he didn't say no sugars and starch for life? <laughs> or at least sugar. Starch is a part of our. We have to have some starches in our diet. But sugar, for example, I mean, there's natural sugar, and there's uh, you know, I grew up in Jamaica where I chewed on cane sugar cane all day long, chopped it all day. I mean, literally, I had sugar cane in my hand all day long. I was a thin, healthy kid, never had a weight problem. And so, is it the sugar or is it the refined sugar? And that whenever the process gets refined, whenever whenever man touches it. And that's what turns it into into something that our body can't process. Because I chewed on sugar cane literally every day of my life for ten years, and uh, and never and never had a weight problem ever. Yeah. So yeah. my theory is it's not the sugar; it's the refined sugar and the processed food that cause a problem. We need to stay away from it. Yeah, good point. righty. I got another call coming. Thanks so much. Uh, next caller four zero two seven two six. You're on the air. Hey, Colin. How are you doing? Good. Good. Hey, uh, I just uh, I've, I've been following your your stuff on the internet for a while now, and I just uh, I tried the the phase two, um, and I went to 38 days or 40 days or whatever. I dropped uh, 42 pounds. Um, it, it worked well for me, and now I'm doing the 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 the, the three weeks. But I I didn't catch the beginning of the show, but I just caught a little bit of what you were talking about. Are, are you saying that a guy really doesn't have to to do that three weeks? I could have probably kept going. Oh, you mean as far as moving into phase three versus continuing the fat loss process and the right, days. right, right? Because right you know, now I'm on that. Yeah, go no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm saying it's becoming more and more evident that the, the, the most success, long term success, you'll have is by continuing your weight loss and and getting as much of that weight off the first round 
beyond the 40 days. That was one thing we talked about in the very first show, that it was originally 43 days or 43 pounds, whatever came first, or actually 35 pounds, whatever came first, and then you must go into phase three. I think, we've, I think I've kind of blown that theory out of the water. I've had several people that have gone beyond that, and especially uh, Case, uh, um, excuse my boy, he's gone 120-something days. He finally went into phase three and then lost 91 pounds. So it showed that his body was still losing weight, and, he, and he's, 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 so he's so in static, something crazy. So, yes, um, I'm telling you, you probably could continue to go through your phase. And if you've only been in phase three for under under a week, well, I'm on back. my second. I'm on my second week now, but you know, All I've right, still yeah. got I've still got 40 pounds I need to lose. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so, so should I wait for right three weeks and then go back in, or yeah, yeah you, know, finish, you know, finish it up. Cause it all, it, what it also will do, it'll help you to uh, kind of set in your new weight set point, so your body doesn't try to go back to that where you were 40 pounds ago. Um, yeah. So finish out the finish out the third week. You know, practice what stabilizing looks like, and then go right back to phase two again. All right. Well, hey, thank you very much. God bless you guys. I tell you what, what you're doing is helping a lot of people. I appreciate you, there. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Bet. You bet. Bye. All righty, guys. We got three minutes, and I think that's as I'm scroll down here. Yeah, we had a lot of people on the call considering I didn't send my email out uh, this morning. So I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we got three more minutes. Anybody have any last minute uh, questions or comments? Otherwise. Um, um, we're going to. I have this hand up still. I don't know. Did um, four one five six four two? Did we already talk? Four one five two six four. I'm sorry. You can say something. Four one five six two four two six four. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm four one six. Yes, we already spoke. Oh, one six. Okay, I'm sorry. I got a I got a spot, a spot on my screen. There you go. All right, good. Put your hand down. We're good to go. Thanks. All right. Um, yeah, like I said, I appreciate you guys being here every week, and um, I think it will be dark next week because my wife has a hair appointment. We're going out. It's going out to the valley, so I won't be here. But um, like I said, 90 minutes on a phone, on a radio show or a phone call is a long time to be here. So I hope that we brought you some really good information. And really, the goal of this was really to clean up Dr. Simeon's protocol as far as what he put here. And so when you see the stuff on the internet that seems like it doesn't make sense or seems contradictory, um, it makes you give you pause. And 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 you, if worse comes to worse, always go back to the basics. At least in our protocol, I'll tell you why I did the change, made the changes I made, and the fact that I tested them. Uh, anything that I tell you guys, I make sure that that I have you know, indisputable evidence that it, it it works for more than just one person um, before I go ahead and, and share the love. And I do that because of the fact I don't ever want to be a source of just hearsay and 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 hypocrisy, and and, and I want to walk my walk my talk. And uh, so I do that. And I also want people to have the easiest path to success. Really, this is this is probably one of the biggest things, biggest obstacles in most people's lives, is losing weight and getting and and getting the feeling great about themselves and just liking themselves in the mirror, liking who they are, inside and out. And I think when everybody when people feel better about themselves, they treat people nicer. And so, really, by you getting in shape or, or losing weight, actually will. Treat people. You treat your peers and your children, and your family members, and your your work, you know, your your work associates or fellow students, whatever it is, just a little bit nicer, and we'll just share a little bit more love in the world. So um, we're here for you, Danny. I here are dedicated to help you guys reach your goal. Please reach out to us. Um, you know, two real quick things before we go. I got that sixty seconds. If you need to call me for any reason, to set, you, know, you have a you know a conference, uh, we call it a little little pep talk call. You can go to Colin8CG.com. It's got schedule there to, to, to available free phone call for you guys to call me and um, the reason why I use a calendar so I can set my time aside 
because I'm very busy um, to talk to you guys. If you have a game plan you want to get or you have a question about your protocol, please use that free call, not, not a, no obligation. Also, there's a new protein shakeout that uh, Jess, I tell you, it's really good. The, the hoodie in it really made a huge di- I mean, I, I, I had to really make myself eat, which blew me away. And it's got extra fibers, so I really had no constipation issue. Even though I was only on it a week, um, usually you start getting at it within the first week. Uh, if you're interested in looking at that protein, you can go to HCG Protein, um, HGProtein.com, I think. Yeah, HGProtein.com. Um, and is that what it is? HGProteinPowder.com or protein? Yeah, HGProtein.com, I think. Oh, AT, I'm sorry, HGProteinShake.com, or it's also on ColinFWatson.com on the Buy ACG page at the very top. So you can take a look at that. You get a 10% discount by putting in the promo code Colin Watson, and you'll get 10% off that. And I think that's it. So love you bunches. Thanks for being here, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.